Hey, hey, welcome to the Women on Fire podcast. I am Daniela and I have got Jamie here with me. Aloha, aloha. We're actually in the same room together. Which for some reason we don't usually do, even though we live really close to each other. <laughs> Probably because we record so early. I'm usually like rolling out of bed to hop on the Zoom. <laughs> yes, yes. It's usually early. Um, Not that Start early. and stop. Um, <laughs> I'm just a night owl. It's reality. How but, late did you stay up last night? Well, it was a little later than usual, actually. I stayed up till 2 a.m. Only because I'm finishing up some final projects for the... Indie Birth Midwifery School. Ah. It's like an art project, and I pushed myself to do a painting. And like, like I'm not, re- I don't really paint. I haven't painted in years, so it took me forever to do this simple little thing. I didn't even have the right brush. That probably didn't help at all. But um, <laughs> anyways, yeah. Well, how fun to dive into your creative side, though. It is. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. What was your painting of about? Actually, so for years I've been trying to figure out like a logo of sorts Mm. yeah and so I just doodle and it's always about like hearts and spirals and yoni kind figures and infinity signs I've been obsessed with the infinity sign for I don't know a long time and then Medra shared her affinity for the infinity sign and and I'm like it, it just drove it even deeper for me so then I'm like, okay, it has to be a part of it. So for years, I've been trying to figure out how do I incorporate all these pieces together? And I think I figured it out. Oh, yeah. that's fun. Yeah, it really is. Actually, I'm pretty stoked. <clears throat> so I'm not much of a drawer or painter, but then here I was trying to do all these things. And But yeah, I was pushing myself to do that. And um, my knees were killing me because I was kneeling the whole time, but <laughs> but, but you didn't bust out your birth stool <laughs> I I was trying a different position I don't know again I didn't have the right brush it was like hard but lots of lessons in the painting I learned a lot and yeah so yeah 2 a.m all right all right well I'm so glad I'm glad that you got to dive into that and explore some creative yeah me too stuff me too. I've been known to every now and again bust out things all over in the living room floor yeah. and paint for like six or seven days and then yeah. look at it for six or seven days and then put it away for six or seven months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're always sort of just silly, just get stuff out of your brain, right? Yeah. Like just paint flowers or paint a whale or paint something you know with no expectation of it looking good either. <laughs> <laughs> or showing it to anybody or showing it to anyone who's a closet full of hidden art no that's something I want to really do more of because I realize I'm like I don't really have a creative outlet like I do in some ways right I mean being alive is creativity like yeah some people just dance and be silly and and sing sometimes and I like digital art but I really don't need another reason to be on my phone (laughs) and I want something that doesn't make me stare at the screen any longer than I already do so I'm like digital art's really fun actually but 
Anyway, so yeah, that's yeah, what my I kids are super to. into it. They convinced their grandparents to buy them a new iPad so they could oh, get a pen. Oh, I've heard about these pens. <laughs> I've heard that they look like regular pens, but way more expensive but than regular pens. And they're quite magical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, right on. It, it is fun. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the one time I caved and I told my, my in-laws, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and get them. Get him an iPad. Uh, <laughs> well, right. It nourishes the creativity at least. Yeah. And I'm not as mean of a mom as I'd like to think I am. <laughs> <laughs> not even close. Uh, uh, yeah. Cool. So we've got something we want to talk about. Yeah. We got really jazzed up when we were um, trying to figure out what we were going to talk about today. We were talking, we, we put a lot of things on the table. They seemed very heavy. <laughs> yeah. And not that this topic isn't also having some weight to it, mm-hmm. honestly, but it feels a little more, um, well, definitely is less politically angled. It's more like spiritually aligned and yeah. some deep digging kind of thought processes. And yeah, it's about personal experiences, about just navigating the weird spirals of life yeah Um, so I think we decided we were gonna um try to figure out how to discuss what happens when uh your period's late or um doesn't come at all (laughs) (laughs) that pretty much sums it up yeah particularly when I guess maybe you weren't necessarily planning on it yeah I I think not expecting it yeah and I guess because we're gonna be coming at it from a personal experience. So we're going to talk from our angle. Yeah, so, so we get ready to. <laughs> we're getting personal on this one. Yeah, I'm excited. But yeah, it's not going to be speaking to all the many different uh, scenarios of a potentially missed period, but it'll speak to some of them. I mean, it'll be personal and perhaps you relate. And perhaps by the end of this, you'll want to come share your story too, because I know this is something that, uh, uh, as a many women oh, <laughs> have been here you know what this is like kind of under talked about it I is. realize yeah it, it it's either you're pregnant or you're not and that's it and then there's like this in between place where oh, we don't talk about it much but I know I've definitely had a lot of potentially missed periods they didn't end up being missed periods it was just a late period but of being in that place of like, ah, oh, shit, am I? <laughs> I didn't mean to get pregnant, but am I? I could be. And, and holding that space for ourselves. And yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about during yeah. that space. when it, And then when it turns out to not be a missed period and when it turns out to be a missed period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. So, and I've had um, a few missed periods that did result in children. So... <laughs> Yeah, and I've had far too many just long, weird periods that just threw me for a loop over and over again. And and then I don't have any kids, so every time it was just a late period. Well, <laughs> and even the interesting one. thing about that, so we start, we were talking about this the other day because I, when I was 15, was put on birth control because I had irregular periods. And so then I had mechanical periods for 12 years um, and there were still some irregularities in those, but, um, but very interesting to then 
have two children and then not have any birth control like in between them or after them and to find out that my irregularities had their own regularities um so like certain seasons my my cycles are closer together uh like in the fall they can be anywhere from 16 days apart which can be very obnoxious sometimes <laughs> um and but but never late so never past 27 28 days is usually like the longest they've ever gone so the the interesting things and then you have had a few that have gone beyond and I was asking if you noticed if it was like certain seasons or correlations because had I not ever taken the time to be on birth control and then be off of birth control or be off of it and kind of pay attention to it for many years would I have always just considered my irregularities irregularities and not recognized the regularity of the irregularity <laughs> the point is tune in and know your cycle and know that your cycle might be playing tricks on you sometimes and it might be hard to figure out your unique rhythm and patterns but you do have one yes. <laughs> um and it's really not one that you're going to find in the textbooks and everyone will get into these details of like I had a period that for someone else would have been normal, but for me, I'm like, ah, oh, this is not normal or typical. So, and it's been interesting to reflect on how my period has changed over the years from when I started tracking it. And I used to have long cycle. I mean, long as in like 35 days was more typical for me ish. And then now they've started being shorter and now they're kind of sort of averaging back I mean they went down to like 25 days and now they're more around 27 sometimes 28 29 days um yeah this won't be a podcast about like cycle education as much as I can feel myself wanting to go there to like break down the things that uh, you can <laughs> I'm gonna go off on a total tangent but the thing is I have it recorded from that mm. other thing I'm going to release soon. So know that amazing listeners that I will put out some sort of menstruation education <laughs> um, episode. That's really just like the, the practical stuff about a cycle of how to count your cycle and what day you're on and how to know you're ovulating and all that. But what I really wanted to get to now is just that you, you can't predict when you're going to ovulate just because you've ovulated on a certain day the past three months or because you write often do because that can put you in a situation you don't want to be. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting because one of the things that I noticed after paying attention because I have sort of irregular things is there are definitely telltale signs of when mine is coming. Mm -hmm. And even speaking with our friend the other day who she's like, oh, I always know the week before because, you know, my digestion slows down. And um, I would always know it was coming because usually three or four days before the classic PMS sort of thing where um, I just didn't have a lot of tolerance for other people's bullshit in those couple of days. And I wasn't mean. I just like 
wouldn't want to deal like mm-hmm. <laughs> especially with my loved ones because it's just sort of like ah just mm-hmm. go away <laughs> and then I'd be like oh I must be about to start my period in a couple of days yeah I gotta say I, I love <laughs> my partner how in tune he's become with my cycle he's hilarious he'll you know on a particularly snappy uh, day with very little patience he'll be like oh you're gonna have your period in a few days and he's right and then and a few days and later I'm like, that, oh you're like shut up I totally like <laughs> and, and I, I'm not gonna say this I have not. <laughs> and this is what I tell him in those moments and I hope the listeners also take this wisdom that just because you are being hormonal or you're acting a certain way because you happen to be at a certain time in your cycle is not a reason to devalue what you're saying or be written off it's just crazy and hormonal and, bitch or- yeah and so I don't have to pay attention to you or what you're saying is senseless or you're just being hysterical because you're hormonal no yes you are maybe behaving that way because you're at that time of your cycle but that's not a reason that what you're saying isn't true yeah a lot of times that's actually when the truth comes out in stings exactly it's like the stuff you have you you've been feeling or whatever sometimes it's amplified a little bit you know it's a, well um, but at the same it's not because it's untrue and I don't think it's a bad thing I think it's if anything a good thing like hey you've been having patience for this thing or tolerating this thing that you don't really like all month or maybe longer. And you finally get that fired. Exactly. (laughs) Like be honest and own it and just say not cool. (laughs) I think think it's good to have less patience for BS sometimes or often. (laughs) Yeah. Some things shouldn't be tolerated as much. And then sometimes, yeah, I'm nippy about other things, but yeah. um, but so yeah, that's what I remind my partners. Like what I'm saying is still valuable and true. Don't write me off or ignore me. <laughs> right. I just might be saying it a little with a little less sensitivity, babe. <laughs> a lot less. Yeah. With no sensitivity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the PMS symptoms. So, so I mean, in relationship to like, is it a misperiod or not? I know for me, sometimes I have symptoms. Like sometimes I feel a little more yeah hormonal as they say but not always and sometimes you get more floaty like distant from the yeah right I feel a little more mystical if just like withdrawn from like the mundane world and I'm like off a little more ah and I was like yeah I feel that not always Mm -hmm. or or I don't feel it food cravings I don't get those right yeah. But other women do totally right. They're strong. They'll be like, "Oh, I want like comfort food or whatever totally. things like that." Where other times of their season, they'll like want more salads or light foods. And right, some people get cramps leading up cramps, to the period. Yeah, like, headache. Yeah, again the hormonal shifts. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get tender boobs sometimes. Some people get it a lot. Um, that's something I've been working on too, though, because I realized tender boobs was a sign of something. So I kind of try to remedy it and it's been good. It doesn't happen as much because it was bad. Like I couldn't even like jog. Well, that's also hard <laughs> because tender boobs could mean. I know. There's a bun in there. Exactly. <laughs> so that's, that's the thing. Some of the PMS signs can overlap with early pregnancy signs, yes. like tired. Fatigue, headaches. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
so that it's tricky it's it's very tricky either way it's a hormone shift (laughs) right but staying curious and like wondering right is a good thing it's a good thing because it's sort of the older you get to and the more you pay attention the insights you know are there they're there we just have to be able to like take them in take them in right and they're not always there some people just bleed for three days and then that's it and they just carry on right that's why well like we can speak from our angle and kind of give some other angles but really there's so many different ways it can look like mm-hmm. we're just trying to talk about this general topic that we know which also can look a many. lot of different ways yeah this general topic of yeah when your cycle is not showing up when you expect it to <laughs> so <laughs> so let's see some okay i'll kind of start getting to my story and just re- recapping a few times in my life where I, I was really just waiting for my period to show up and in those moments where I'm like okay it's time for my period and it's not here and I'm waiting for it and I might be pregnant but I don't necessarily want to be pregnant it's like my life starts revolving around it that's all I can think about nonstop for days until until you until you start bleeding right yeah it's like every time I go to the bathroom I'm like wiping and looking right away anticipating the my familiar red friend and it's not there and it's not there and every time I wipe and it's not there it's like the possibility of being pregnant seems to grow more and so does the emotions around it and it's just like it's a wild ride I'm looking for other things that could be indicators right what else is happening with my body are my boobs tender am I constipated (laughs) exactly right or am I just crazy yeah (laughs) and then one thing I tend to do is I try to go back to see when I might have ovulated because I don't check my temperature though after my most recent pregnancy scare I'm probably going to start doing (laughs) just to have a little bit more control over it as much as one can have control over these things um but the other thing I yeah try to pinpoint when might I have ovulated and you know sometimes I'm lucky and I had charted when I had like um ovulation secretions and but I don't always do so I kind of just try to guess well it's generally around for me it's like day 12 or 14 depends on what what my cycle's been doing lately so I try to think okay what was going on around that time was I really stressed did something happen and often there is honestly like a major event that happened and when that occurs before you ovulate like really close to it it can kind of shut down the ovulation hormones and postpone your ovulation just like a woman in labor who uh, gets scared or disturbed the body slow her labor yeah mm-hmm. the body's like nope not the right time not safe so so that's a, a tip to go back to I mean, even something like, oh yeah, there was an earthquake. I woke up to a freaking earthquake and it was scary and gnarly. Like, yeah, that'll startle your ovulation and delay it for a few days or so. And thus your whole cycle will be delayed. So this, I remember one time I had like a gnarly fight with my partner. It's like, oh yeah, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the most recent episode of where's my cycle um it was at my family fluid <laughs> that, was oh. that was it 
yeah and that's I didn't it. and I didn't really think that was it because I was like no I was excited when they got here I didn't get stressed till afterwards <laughs> after they were here for a while yeah exactly <laughs> but I'm like I guess it must have been it I hadn't seen them in three years and it was a little stressful leading up to it I'm like I mean that's the only thing it, that was going on so it must have been that right Big um, excitement well exactly right Mm -hmm. maybe it's not something that you would identify as like stressful right off the bat but in some way it's huge right maybe you moved and maybe you wanted to move and it was great and you were so excited about it but it's still a big deal right or you went on a trip right you got married or something you bought a car (laughs) right whatever (laughs) something huge right yeah the kid got expelled oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's it yeah exactly yeah (laughs) so that's what I narrowed it down to but again you don't know if it's a missed period or not until it's all said and done right and then there's the you know like the classic you can go get a test or you can go Uh do whatever right and so and and all the different things that go through your mind while you're waiting right like I'm like, well, do I need to prove it to myself? So I really enjoyed listening to you talk about this the other day because we have a similar sort of thought process around the test situation. Yeah, okay, I'm excited. I love this conversation. Um, Yeah, it's being in the, I called it the twilight zone or just in limbo, the unknown space, right? Am I pregnant? Am I not? And again, I've been in this situation of bits. I've had a lot of opportunities <laughs> <laughs> to uh, make this decision and or ponder it. Of like, oh, should I just go get a pregnancy test? And then I can stop worrying about it or just know. And then I can know if I need to start planning for the future. Yeah, th- this new course of my life. <laughs> and as tempting as that is sometimes, especially when it's like, oh, this is kind of nerve wracking. I wasn't really planning this. Yeah, in my whole life. How do I know? Yeah. Otherwise. Well, it's like everything is on standby until I know for sure. (laughs) Um, But every time I've decided not to, I've never taken a pregnancy test. Granted, like earlier on in my life, it was because I didn't want to pay so much money for the pregnancy test I don't even know what they go for anymore but they're not like super cheap but like yeah 15 or 20 bucks I'm not sure you can get them at the source for 50 cents well that's my (laughs) new tip I'm like oh my goodness if you live in Oahu you can get pregnancy tests at the at the source in Kailua for 50 cents and they're (laughs) quality tests that are you know as accurate as any other ones they're really good and uh, and if you're not on Oahu, try to figure out a place. Somewhere's got to have them. If, yeah, if that's actually really helpful for you to know because you need to plan, because it was unplanned, because you need to, you know, like this is not a uh, dissing tests moment no, at all. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. I, but it's the personal journey that we're sharing, exactly. it's our personal stories. Um, totally. And yeah. Yeah. I. And, and I guess I'll touch on the fact that, again, in my earlier years, not wanting to take a test had more to do with like, oh, no, that's embarrassing, especially because in some places, I think maybe pregnancy tests get stolen. Yeah, so they're locked up. You have to ask exactly. for one. Exactly. I was like, I don't want to 
want to talk to anyone about this right now. I just want to grab it and go. I don't want the keys. Yeah. Yeah. I don't <clears throat> want to ask the store clerk. <laughs> no, not at all. So that was my deterrence back then. But now it was different. It was, yeah, I could just go and and have it tell me that I'm pregnant. And and I kind of wanted it also for my partner because he didn't really want us to be pregnant more than I didn't want to be pregnant. So I was like, oh, I just want him to have peace of mind. But I was like, we'll find out soon enough. And to be honest, I was really appreciating all the deep places that it was inviting me into, like all the ponderings, the contemplations. The th- it was very thought provoking and mm-hmm. bringing me and my partner closer into these conversations that we've never had (laughs) Um, and then this does come back to those conversations of tests throughout pregnancy in general and and I was trying to be careful like oh do I not want to go get a test just because I'm being dogmatic of like no no tests and like I don't want to do that either but I was like but what's the point of the test I was like yeah it can tell me right away and that's what we do nowadays, right? It's like it's quick, gratification. get the information right away. Right, but then I thought about our ancestors and, and you know, they just had to wait and see and be in that space that can be uncomfortable in some ways. Sort of like the end of pregnancy when you're like ready for the baby to come and you've got all the stuff and everything's ready and you're just in that place in between where you're like, okay, now I just have to wait for you. It's a similar place at the beginning, you know, where it's like, okay, I'm wrapping my head around this concept that this is what could be. And now I just have to wait to find out. And the deep, deep places you go to of like, am I capable? What will my life look like? How will it change? How will it change the people around me and how they interact with me? Like just so much of interpersonal and and community wise and um yeah because it's a big commitment one way or another (laughs) absolutely um and even that of like oh yeah like and if I and if you're not planning it or you're not you know you didn't outright choose it to like even find a place for that of like but can I welcome it regardless Mm. and that and some you know some do that with ease and others definitely can't and won't and they're not they don't want it and those are all also okay you know (laughs) and that might even be reasons why people would want to test early because if they really wanted to choose a different path the longer you wait the more medical interventive it can become to induce a period exactly right and I thought about that this time around and I was like, I have no inclination whatsoever to take an herb or a tincture or whatever to try to move things out. Like, and I've had that inclination before. Like, oh, I'm going to do these things because, uh-uh. <laughs> right, get the parsley. Yeah. <laughs> this time I was like, no, if it's going to be, I'm ready. But so that was nice. And I'm glad I didn't because when I, this was the longest period I've had in at least a year, there was a gap where I wasn't really tracking my cycle, so I don't know what's going on. But it was, a, I mean, my longest cycle had been 30 days in the past year and shorter. That was the longest one. 
and then this one was 34 days so um, which you waited so basically over a week it, it was yeah because by past. day 27 you usually yeah exactly right. so it was pretty much a week of like being in this limbo space yeah and I gotta say yeah it can be uncomfortable in some ways and I know you know a lot of us want to run away from discomfort sometimes I get it I totally have those tendencies but I used it as an opportunity to not do that to practice being with the discomfort and all the other things it wasn't just uncomfortable honestly I was kind of excited uh, more so than before, other times that I've been in that space uh, <laughs> but again back to that pregnancy test thing because I spent a lot of time pondering that and I'm like it's so cheap it's right down the road like it's so easy like it's not that big of a deal just do it um but I thought about how that would set the precedents for how I would approach other things in the pregnancy theoretically of like well what do I do when I want an answer and don't have an answer and I can go get an answer and not that you always can but sometimes you can with some things and how much would I rely on the outside to give me the information? Again, here it was something simple. In many ways, it wouldn't have been a big deal, like pregnancy tests or whatever. <clears throat> but there would, I know that there's other decisions along the line in a pregnancy that could be a bigger deal. And I, so it was just this practice of, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything thing, yeah. right? Um, so it's just setting the precedence for it. I was like, okay, I'm going to sit with it and, um, having taken the pregnancy test I was like okay I could know right now but then I wouldn't be able to have all these deep ponderings that I'm thoroughly enjoying not just because they were so enjoyable but because I enjoy deep thought and, and the growth that was coming from it so if I took the test it would have robbed me of all that deep exploration and growth I was having with myself do and I even partner. really want this do we yeah and like before I know I really didn't, but why do I have a spark of excitement this time yeah. that like it wouldn't be the end of the world? <laughs> <laughs> totally. And even going like, and why do I feel that way now? Yeah. Yeah. And I learned a lot in that week of Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> and so did my partner. So in the past, when he thought we were pregnant, he's and then realized we weren't, he's like, I'm a hundred percent relieved. And this time he said he was 90% relieved and 10% of him was a little sad. Yeah. yeah, this little teeny tiny piece of his heart would have been into it. <laughs> <laughs> and that growth too, right? And those oh. conversations, having those real, and that's relationships, right? Having those uncomfortable conversations mm -hmm. and even watching those evolve as the two of you evolve in your relationship. Oh, well, yeah, bringing it back to him being in tune with my cycle. I wasn't going to say anything this until I knew for part. sure. <laughs> Gosh, this guy's great. He's, we wake up one morning. He looks at me. He's like, your period's late. <laughs> like, just kind of stare at him in disbelief of like, how on it are you? Like, I mean, he said this by like day 28. Okay. It wasn't like that late either. Like barely like a Seriously. day over. Seriously. Come on. That was impressive. Like I just noticed I was kind of late by a couple days, you know? So I was like, okay, well, 
yeah, wasn't going to say anything, but yes, you're right. You're totally right. Um, but I'm glad he noticed it so that we could be in it together. That was the first time we had done that because it's always just been me holding my space for myself. And like, I've never told anyone before. I've never been in the Twilight Zone with someone else. Uh-huh. And um, even that. Uh, yeah, that's And it. that's why we wanted to talk about this today. Yeah. Because women don't really talk about being in that space. No. You're either pregnant or you're not. Yeah. And then there, but there's so much in that space. Even if you were to take the test, it's the like deciding and then going out and getting it and then in the car on the way home and then opening the wrapper and then <laughs> peeing on it and then waiting like that's like the fast forward view of it but like all those things still happen I think yeah like it's just really shortened and maybe you don't can't go quite as deep maybe you can yeah. I mean everyone is so fascinatingly different absolutely absolutely <laughs> I mean I was like okay well if I am gonna get a test I'm definitely at least buying three <laughs> and I'm like does everyone think that junk that- in a pole <laughs> yeah. well I'm like I'm definitely not trusting just one and like whatever it says today I don't know what it's gonna say tomorrow and that's why before I knew about the cheaper option I'm like I'm like, what? How am I supposed to buy forty five dollars? Yeah, I'm like, no way. So I'm like, know. what's the point of just getting one? Like, that doesn't seem useful. So yeah, it's like, well, I could be negative now, but pff, whatever. Maybe what is tomorrow. it in five days? Yeah, right. Like, I, mm-hmm. or whatever. Especially if you ovulate late. Yeah. Right. So it might not have enough HCG or whatever. So. Exactly. And how many times have we heard that of like, I took a test and it was negative, but I knew it was wrong. And then I took a test five days later and it was like bright positive. Mm-hmm. Right. So those two, right. So <laughs> that relying on the outside source, but then still being like, but I just think it's not correct. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like my body is telling me otherwise. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's such a roller coaster. My goodness. I mean, at least it was for me, right? And, and yeah. I think whether you want to be pregnant or not, it's going to be a roller coaster until you know for sure, right? Again, it's that uncertainty piece. Well, and even once you know for sure. So, you know, I've had two babies that were very planned. Like, we were like, let's make a baby. And we're like, okay. I mean, fortunate we realized how fortunate we were in bringing our babies in because they were so intentional I mean we literally said let's make a baby both times and produce children that same cycle that like yeah yeah, like then like (laughs) made a baby and not even I wasn't even tracking cycles the first baby I got off of birth control after being on birth control for 12 years thinking that I've been on it for 12 years it's gonna have to like get out of my system we don't expect anything for like a year and then let and you know plan for long be pleasantly surprised when it's short which is what we say for labor all the time you birth as you live Um, (laughs) and we said we like got off birth control the same month we got married and I said let we said let's make a baby and then we did but then it was like oh shit (laughs) <laughs> we made a baby <laughs> it worked <laughs> oh my gosh what do we get? and I totally took a test because you know I was like and and I don't think anything negative about that at all we were so excited but also 
freaking terrified. Yeah. <laughs> of like, what have we done? Yes. Yes. And I, you know, so long ago, like, I don't know if I had the inclination beforehand or what I just, no, I know actually that's not true at all. Uh-huh. I know I didn't know because we had just only been living here for a short time. And so we used to go out to Chinatown and go dancing and drinking all night. So I know I didn't know because, <laughs> because I wouldn't have been drinking quite as heavily as I was two days before I peed on that stick. <laughs> and the only reason why I peed on the stick was because we were supposed to go back out dancing and drinking. And I was like, I should probably be responsible. Yeah. And I'm probably, you know, that my irregular regularities, I didn't know that. I had always been pretty regular on the pill. So when I didn't have a cycle, like I was a couple days past and we were going to go out and go have a great time. And I was like, I guess the responsible thing to do, I want to go out (laughs) drinking and dancing, but I should probably make sure. And sure enough, it was positive. And so that whole like, Okay, well, I guess I'm the designated driver now. Ah, <laughs> yeah, you still went, but things just changed. Oh, yeah. That. Kept dancing. Kept yeah. dancing. But yeah, the first of my friends here really who even had children as well. So that too being like embarking on this journey and not having people to lean into. I didn't know any other young families here. We were the, we were the you know, we were the party crew. Yeah. And, <laughs> and suddenly I'm the driver <laughs> and, and then my daughter too, that, and that same feeling like so thrilled to know, I didn't take a test with her. I don't think, um, I don't remember taking a test with her. I think I just knew, um, because I was nursing still and like, it got like, I started to get tired and like, it started to get tender and I was like, huh. Yeah. Um, I think I don't really remember. I don't really significantly remember the test situation. Um, but I do remember not liking nursing anymore. I was like, that's it, you guys. And I sent them to Maui for the weekend. Ah. I was like, get out of here. We're done nursing. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, he didn't come back and ask for it. They were gone for like four days or something. And he was only just kind of like, you know, little nurse in the morning and a little nurse at night not nursing actively Mm because he was two and a half or something and but that too same thing being like so excited but then also being like holy crap like we did it again like (laughs) we're gonna be in charge of two humans I mean in charge they're the bosses but like and and how do we feel about that and I remember actually with my first pregnancy, that's when knocked up came out and I was sitting in the bedroom crying my eyes out being like, I have to fucking do that. Oh. <laughs> At the end when she's pushing the baby, I was like, what have we done? <laughs> and um, so, yeah, so they're very intentional and, um, you know, and then for the past 10 and a half years, we've been really intentional in not bringing babies in and we got a little surprise visitor (laughs) we had um we went on our trip overseas and um and I got this feeling (laughs) maybe like a week before my period should have come 
that I was really tired and I was like, is it just because I've been on call for 10 years and now I'm stuck in quarantine with nothing to do? What's going on? And I kind of had many things that lined up that would show me, but still not believing yeah like I had a reading from this woman and she was like oh you're like orange chakra is dim and that's like where your opu is and she's saying you know I recommend that you put your feet up on the wall and imagine a giant purple placenta and a big a big spiral umbilical cord just pumping stuff pumping into you just giving you like replenishing you because as a as a baby growing in the womb, no one asks anything of you. You just get to receive. And so this woman didn't know what I did for a living, which was also super fascinating Mm -hmm. Um, and never asked and never. Yeah. She didn't, she didn't pry for any information. And I was like, Oh, I can imagine that. I see it all the time. (laughs) And so these funny little things that like lined up um, and, and so Then the time came, we had the big lunar eclipse in November 18th and I went out and was super woo woo and got all like my crystals and pulled cards and lit candles and like under the full moon next to the ocean. Um, And I was like, okay. And it pulled cards that indicated like that there was a child and, and then still in denial (laughs) like okay but then that would have been the point so my periods are irregular but they're always they're never late they're always Mm -hmm. like early or whatever but they're never late so that would have been the threshold of of crossing over of the late thing and then a couple days later my friend gave birth and um we were in the river and her baby I call baby Dreamweaver because her baby likes to like came and visited me before even she told me she was pregnant and um came to other people and visions and things and so um so we're in the river and her baby's coming and there's this moment where she's wrapped around me and the river is flowing and she's just about to push this baby out and it would have been around the like five and a half six week mark when that's when the baby's heart starts beating. And I, I didn't tell my friend right away because it's really important that her um, birth is her own and her own story and, and her own vision. But I, I almost felt like this water is connecting us and it's connecting these ancestors and this lineage and it's spilling down the mountain into the ocean to touch all the lives and all creation and just this really deep spiritual moment and I felt like her child almost like solidified my belief that it was happening and not only that but I felt like her child like encouraged this little one's heart to start beating and to come into this world that it was going to be okay. And those couple weeks of like, do I know I haven't even missed my period. And then now I have missed my period, but like, 
it still could be like, you know, I'm 40. It's possible that it could be something else. Like, you know, we're traveling and it was stressful and hormones and, you know, who knows, who knows. And then I felt like that moment where I was like, yeah, you're in there. And all of those thoughts of like, well, we didn't plan this. We've been saying no for so long. And I've heard you up there, little spirit. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I know we had talked about it a few times where I was like, well, maybe, but like, I really don't I like the longer and the further apart the age gap is like the less appealing it really is because it's like, geez, the kids are like, you know, I can like not come home for hours and they're fine. <laughs> like They're like little mini adults, you know, I mean, they're still kids, but like they can make food and they sleep until 10, 30, 11. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, is this really happening? Like I've said no for so long. And then it was my secret for a while couple weeks still because I won I really 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 wanted to be sure and for the first time ever I really contemplated the fact that like they may not stick around my other two pregnancies I was like oh yep like no doubt I'd never once considered that I would miscarry even though I know that that can happen I'm not you know I really recognize that that's a real possibility I've worked with many women who've miscarried but, you know, for whatever reason, I'm like, well, you know, I am 10 years older and I really, we didn't ask for this. It just sort of was like, and so my joke recently is just that kids don't listen, <laughs> um, <laughs> even when their spirit maybe is coming in. Yeah. And so then those couple weeks of being like, well, I don't really want to share with my partner, not because I don't love him. I love him, but I don't, he has kind of always wanted more children. And I've kind of always just been like, no, I'm doing my career and, you know, or like helping women. Like my job now is like, I've had some babies replace ourselves, you know, that's enough. And he, uh, he's such a like mom, papa, mama. <laughs> <laughs> And so I didn't want to like, it was kind of nice for it to just be my thing for a while. So I can understand you like having in the past not shared right away and sort of like having that Twilight Zone space be to yourself. Mm -hmm. But this was like a month of Twilight Zone wow. really because I thought before I missed my period and then I kind of figured it out that week. And I would say it was probably at least another week or week and a half before I we were snippy at each other and I was just like, you need to be nice to me. <laughs> without an explanation. Without an explanation. And usually I will just bite back. Like I am, I don't back down. And so when we kind of get like, I mean, sometimes I'll just be like, okay, this is going nowhere. And I'll walk away. <laughs> but I did, that's not what I, I was like, you just need to be nice to me. And he sort of looked at me funny because I would like, never what? say that. I was like, you don't even know what I'm feeling and what I'm going through right now. And 
all the uncertainty of our future or whatever. And he's looking at me like, oh, you, what? You, got, you said that too? Oh yeah, I sort of like really got into it. And, and But the kids were there and I didn't want to say anything in front of the kids because I was still so very much like, I'm really digesting this. Like, I didn't ask for this. I've been saying no, straight up, no way mm-hmm. for 10 years. Like, no way with an occasional like, well, it wouldn't be the end of the world, but like, no, what am I thinking? And so, yeah, that space in between of like, this isn't what we planned. This is not at all. Like it wasn't as much as it was on my radar. It wasn't really on my radar. Like I felt really determined on the fact that like, no, we're really done. Like I've the only thing I had left was my baby ergo. For, and that's only because I couldn't, felt bad giving it to someone without it being repaired. Aww. The lining was so junk. <laughs> like, no, we're done, we're done. And so that in between space of like, again, like, what have I done? <laughs> but oh, also, I done? Yeah. like, I didn't, it chose me almost like midwifery. Like, this person was so determined, yeah. so determined. It's admirable. Yeah, <laughs> right? And the world right now is a crazy place. Mm-hmm. And like, I've been saying no, and the world is crazy. And like, they still want to be here. And that was really deep. Yeah. That was really like profound in such a way. And But then when I did tell my husband, he was like, well, maybe it's just menopause. (laughs) And I was like, well, it could be, it could be, you know, I am 40 and that's early for a healthy 40 year old. But Mm -hmm. if this is menopause, like, great, this is not so bad. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just tired. (laughs) But then the breasts started getting tender, like really tender, Mm. like so like, cold because we would go swimming every morning Uh out in the ocean and I'd be like oh I can't even put my I can't put my nipples in the water they feel like they're gonna shatter Ah. off and (laughs) how many weeks do you think that was I was probably like six weeks at that point no seven seven weeks at that point when I started like really feeling more symptomatic besides just tired but it's actually fascinating how early the tired thing started. Oh, the tired thing started like within oh. days of implantation. Crazy. Yeah. Because yeah. if I, we conceived on Halloween, which is also like a crazy wild spiritual thing. And then mm-hmm. a week later is when we traveled and that would have been implantation. And that's when Antimedra left us actually was right in the window of implantation, which is also sort of a deep wild thing and then a couple then two days after that I had my reading and then on the 11th is when I think I first wrote in my journal like hey I think something's up Mm. and then the 18th would have been the missed period and then yeah and then the 22nd was my friend's birth that would have been like five weeks or so and then I didn't tell Ted for probably another week or two right and it was right around then that I was like no this is I I have to tell him because one you have to be nice to me (laughs) and I mean he's not mean to me at all he's not he's like he's such like I said he's a papa mama 
and <laughs> but I was just extra sensitive yeah and then it was probably later that week that I started being because we were like well yeah maybe it could be menopause I mean it could it could be like there's just the travel and the stress it could it could mm-hmm. um but then started to get those other symptoms like later that week or so and yeah and constipation uh tender breasts and then him having a really hard time accepting it was very interesting because he was in such denial and you know he later disclosed that he just didn't want to be attached because if it didn't stick right because we didn't ask for it or if it really just was a late period he didn't want to get too excited because he was so excited. Oh, <laughs> so sweet. Yeah. Um, and we waited a couple more weeks <clears throat> before we told the kids that. Because that, and that too was a fun time for us to sort of be like, oh my God. And he asked me if I was going to take a test. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I don't need to take a test. I know. I know. And he's like, but do you know? Because we're all just, we're both just sitting around here being like, do we really Wondering. know? Do we really know? <laughs> but that is part of the journey. I mean, it's an aspect that I'm glad we get to highlight now because it does kind of get overshadowed by just take the test. <laughs> yeah, well, and really having, like you said, to not only sit with those deep thoughts of like, well, even if I am, it may not stay. And so the attachment piece yeah. of like attaching to an idea, um, so even if I did pee on a stick and find out I was pregnant, it didn't necessarily mean that in two weeks I would still be pregnant. Right. And so, and that opportunity to like check in for other, right? What are some other symptoms? I mean, that was like right out the gate when I was like, something's up. I was like, right. what else is going on with my body? Exactly. <laughs> right. But also being in a place where, okay, I just traveled and all this and like different foods, different, different everything. Like, yeah. is it just shifts and trying to like decipher like what's what's what yeah and how crazy and curious that is totally um and then the acceptance piece one way or another of I'm not pregnant or I am and like leaning into that and now I'm 15 plus weeks and I still I'm just like whoa like there's a person inside of me (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and they may not stick you know I mean I'm sure I feel like with the determination this this spirit has had Uh (laughs) and that also though that how it informs decisions that you make later on so because my husband kept not being attached and I was just like no this is really happening like this is real like I I need to eat when I wake up now Mm -hmm. and like not because I'm gonna puke like just because my body is like feed me and that's not normal for me like usually I can go like three or four hours I get up at five or whatever and then I don't eat till nine after I like did all the morning stuff yeah no I had to eat when I got up and had to take a nap every day and like couldn't help it like eyes closing stuff and so finally I went and got the Doppler and I was maybe like nine weeks at that point I put a bunch of pillows under my hips and I was like, it's too early. We're not going to find it, but I'm going to try. Yeah. And we totally found the heartbeat. Wow. Like took maybe a minute and a half, but we found wow. it. And I was like, did you hear that? That's not me. Uh-huh. And he was like, I heard it. That kind of thing. There's like, a hey. 
yeah. eyebrow raising like oh. yeah and I was like I think I passed the test <laughs> there you go yeah I mean that's more accurate than any other than anything else seriously like it's heart literally a heartbeat not 170 beats a minute yeah and, and it was bleeding yeah. we like heard it and then it Kate went out and then right. we heard it again maybe like 45 seconds later and then it went out because it's so I mean I was shocked that we even heard yeah. it that yeah. early but I was also like, well, again, like obviously this person is like, they're coming with some, they're, they're like, coming. I'm here, I'm not hiding, not afraid, like it's me. Yeah, I'm, you said no and I'm saying yes and you're just gonna have to let me do what I want. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I wanted to uh, go back to like a few different things that you said, one about, oh, you just reminded me like by the time someone has their missed period it's just freaking hilarious to me that like you're you're four weeks pregnant and and I had you know talking to Keith about it and breaking that down he's like what why what he's like well it's just to make it easier for people to be able to keep track they make it start at the first day of your last period so so he's like, so you're pregnant before you even have sex? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Technically. For, for counting purposes. But yeah, at four exactly. weeks pregnant, really, you're at two weeks gestation. Yeah, it, it's it's such a trip. Because yeah, I remember years ago looking at it of like, oh, being in that limbo space. I'm like, well, if I am pregnant, you know, like when would I be doing like trying to figure it out? And I'm like, I just found out like, my period's a day late. How am I four weeks pregnant? Like what? <laughs> I was like such a mind fuck. Like this, that's just a funny concept to me, but not so funny when they do those heartbeat laws in six weeks, because six weeks makes it seem like a long time, but that's not a long time when they're counting this way. So that's yeah. messed up for those purposes. Um, but then well, I uh, thought that was interesting too, because I can't go off my last menstrual period. Oh, I have shit. to go off my conception. Oh yeah. Because if I went off my last menstrual period, it would be off by like almost a week. Oh, totally. Because I ovulated at like day eight or nine, See, not at day no. 14. Know your cycles, know yourselves, tune in. Thank goodness you were doing that. Yeah. Well, it was just more just knowing when we had sex, like the most recent time we had right. had sex. It wasn't oh. even really about tracking my, because I didn't think I was necessarily in a window. Right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so no. know your cycles because oh. you may be in a window and you don't think you are. <laughs> right. Know the irregularity. <laughs> well, usually if you want it, you shouldn't do it. That's, that was my, that was my mistake. <laughs> oh, well, or just perfect timing. Baby's oh, like, this is my Not window. a mistake. Definitely not a mistake. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing, actually, the, um, conception time right sitting there with my partner trying to figure out like my family was here like sex. my partner <laughs> was sick yeah like I didn't even see you for a week and a half like we had sex like twice this month like when could it have been and and then what we figured out it would have been like his sperm would have had to like stay alive inside of me for like I think maybe like at least like four days. I don't know, like a good Which window. Can possible? They say five, right? Yeah. So what you were saying now of, of like this brave baby coming through, right, for you and and Keith was like, 
man, if we made a baby like that, like that's impressive. And like, we got to let this baby come through. Like, damn, like you really want to be here? Like, shit, you worked hard against many odds. Somehow you pulled through. That's how we shit, felt. Okay. <laughs> that's how we felt. We were yeah. like, dang, someone's determined. Seriously, <laughs> admirable, right on. Like we need more humans I like also, that in the world. I think yeah. I've also met my match. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're not going to tell me what to do. Oh. You say that, Jamie. You say that so much, you know, about like everything. Seriously, oh, someone tried to tell me not to do something. It's like, Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) that's my motivation. Exactly. Yeah. And that's part of the reason I love you. There's many reasons, but that's one of them. Oh, determination. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And then that the conversation of like, what if it doesn't stick? I mentioned this was kind of the first time I was kind of excited about it. Right. And not totally like, oh my God. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So since I was excited about it, it's the first time I thought like, oh, but what if I miscarry? Because before I'm like, oh, hopefully I'll just miscarry. <laughs> if right. anything has been a thought, honestly. Well, and it's good to even just say that out loud because yeah. people feel guilty for not wanting a pregnancy or something. And even, you know, like I dabbled in that a little bit where I was yeah. like, oh, I really didn't like, I didn't plan this. Yeah. Like I'll accept it, but I just, it's a lot to it's swallow. It's a lot. It's a lot to swallow. Yeah. Well, I've been in other moments of my life. I remember I was at the beach. I don't remember how many days late it was, but it was pretty late again. And I was like, no, I can't, I can't do this. Like I seriously considering an abortion, like again, like no test, no nothing. Just like, it's a late period. I don't know. And so uncomfortable with it and not okay with it that I was like talking to this potential baby in me, just talking to my uterus. Like it's not time. Like you need to get out and just bleed. Like and right. just really release. Yeah. Like just go like, I'm sorry, this isn't the right time. Like I love you and I'm sorry that it's not the right time. I wish it were, but it's really just not. <laughs> and, and having this like serious conversation at the beach with myself, North shore, it was beautiful, powerful waves. And it's just like, oh yeah, just being honest and real about it. And, and that's usually how I have felt about late periods for myself. Right. Um, and that's also something that women yeah. don't talk about. Seriously. Of like, because we feel guilty for not being, mm. you know, there's, there's just so much. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of that is societal pressure of like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of just not being um, able to own your real feelings about stuff. You totally. Know? So. And that too, we, we had t- dabbled in the conversation of even like re- reactions because living in, oh, my doggy's going to start barking. Um, if he does, we'll push pause for a moment. Um, <laughs> but that too, now living in a space of like receiving people's reactions is really interesting because everybody knows this wasn't planned and that we didn't um, expect this and I am 10 years older and like I don't need you to point that shit out to me <laughs> I know <laughs> people actually pointed that out my goodness yeah <laughs> yeah I didn't get that far in my experience like I said I I had like a little sample size bite size experience of am I pregnant and the thoughts that can go with it but I did have Keith was the one my partner who's like what's your dad gonna think is he gonna be stoked or not 
And then he's like, I think he's going to be stuck. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. But even our own reaction and like being okay with how we react to this news and this information. Right. And that it's lots of emotions and all of them. And sometimes opposing emotions, like maybe excited, maybe totally distraught or whatever. It can be mixed. Right. It can be totally mixed. It can be same, same. Like I'm excited and I'm also terrified and I like don't want this, but yet a little piece of me is like, but it, it could be happening. And maybe that's not the worst thing. So all of that, like such a mixed bag. Yeah. Such a mixed bag. And then, yeah, that like, well, what if I grow to like make peace with it and decide I do want it and then and then they choose that actually maybe now oh, here he goes. Maybe now's not a good time. It's not the first time we had the dog barking on the podcast. <laughs> I think they, they know him by now. There must be leaves blowing down the street. Oh yes. Yes. Uh, we must know about right away. Yes. <laughs> well, I know we've been going on for a while. It's just this is an awesome topic and obviously when it's personal and fresh in our hearts and mind because this is simultaneous like this just happened with you and I'm still digesting my reality (laughs) yeah and And may forever I mean I still can't believe I have two (laughs) children that are teenagers what (laughs) yeah yeah well it's it's really surreal it's really surreal it was like whoa as much as in some ways it's like yes, of course, women make babies and birth babies and our mothers and like, that's just, of course. But like, seriously, they make human beings. Like the thought of like a human being inside of me, I was like, what? Even though at a few days, miss period, it's like, you know, doesn't really resemble a human because it doesn't even really fully have arms. But, <laughs> but, but it's, just I call it a thought. human. It is, well, it's even just the like, that like audacity to like be born or like to be made right like so amazing really and there's so much we haven't gotten into and and maybe for wrapping it up sake I'll 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 just leave it for another time but the point being it really does bring up so much and I am grateful for this wild short roller coaster I got to ride um because I learned a lot um, and it helped me work through fears. I've always been afraid of motherhood. Um, and I've never cared to resolve those fears because I just stopped at like, nah, like my career will be my baby and I'll just be available for everyone else. And and I've made peace that that's just going to be my life and I'm good. And But I this invited me to have to think beyond that. <laughs> right. Well, and the fact that you've had that spark of excitement instead of the like, wait, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like that different feeling. Totally. Yeah. And so that that's deep too, right? Oh, it to was like really deep. Seeing that transition of how you have felt about it. Yeah. Over the years. I mean, do you want to dig into the like how the thoughts change now? Or, or is that another yeah. podcast? Go for it. Right? Because you've been sharing of like, oh, well, right? How your decisions and your routine and even so early on, how that changes. So again, I had my like few days of thinking maybe I'm nourishing a human. So I was like, oh, well, I really got to resolve all these emotional things I've been putting on the back burner for 
years, right? I'm probably going to have to deal with that. I'm, and also like, oh, well, I'm, I didn't drink a lot of water today. I'm like, I got to stop sitting so long. Like <laughs> I got to start moving more. I need to be doing this more. And, and even thinking about like, oh, I really wish I had done X thing for my preconception care that I've been trying to take care of for a long time or all these thoughts came into mind of how what I'm doing and not doing may be affecting my child. And that's just the cancer in me. I'm like, everything's so deep. I'm like, oh no, I'm painting with nail polish and I'm smelling these gross fumes and the baby's so little. Oh no, is it affecting the baby? I'm like freaking out about the nail polish fumes. <laughs> and I was like, oh gosh, this is taking a lot of time and, and thought and effort, but but you go there, but everything but you do yeah. starts becoming less about you. I mean, you're a part yeah. of it, but the, the fact that you're this vehicle for, for this new, um, for this tiny little um, being to come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The food thing. That's, that's <laughs> my thing. Like I'm, I love food. Don't get me wrong. I bring food to all my mamas. Like food is so that's like my medicine. But to feel like I'm not hungry, but like I need to eat. Or we went and finally hiked. I finally hiked Ka'au Crater the other day with Daniela and our wonderful friend Gianni, um, who's also a student midwife. She just got back from a fun adventure in Texas and will be going back to work with a midwife who's in her 70s. She's been delivering babies for what, 50 years or something wild. Um, And she's a traditional midwife it sounds like with Mexican descent so she's been um trained by um you know ancestry um also through a medicalized model too so she's got this great blend and um anyways I was like if I don't do it now the last time I attempted this was 14 years ago before I was pregnant with my first baby because I know it's a like it's a it's a real hike, you know. You have to like scale cliffs and like climb up sides of waterfalls for thirty minutes straight. You know, <laughs> like yeah. it's like a real deal, like amazing all day hike. And I was like, I better do it now if I'm because it's gonna be fourteen more years before I get my butt <laughs> back up here if I don't. So things like that of like changing priorities, changing how you do things. Like I really had to think about when I got back from my trip and I mean, hit the ground running, had three births in the first week and then another birth and then filling in for people and, you know, and realizing like, wow, this is so different than my, my life of luxury where I could just nap and (laughs) swim all day. And, you know, tend, tend to women still, but just on such a different level. And not the go 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 pace of my life here, and and having to like reevaluate that too of like not finding the time to like do be sure I'm getting in nature, which I'm pretty good at because I need it for my sanity, but like is even more of a priority. And like I started doing yoga. I've never done yoga my whole life, and I'm like I'm going to do the 30 day challenge. Like. Mm-hmm. I'm going to strengthen myself and I'm going to be more mindful and I want to slow my thoughts down and I want to be more present and listen. Cause that was the other thing is as soon as I got back, 
you know, like, okay, I know I need to eat in the morning now. Okay, that's easy. I know I need to like drink more water, da, 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 da. you know, things like that. Be really mindful of, of those. And if I'm not drinking water, drink tea or drink things that are like, you know, I've been drinking like green powder drinks, things that like, you know, like I know I'm healthy, I take good care of myself, but like just really being aware of it. But the other piece is the spirituality piece mm-hmm. of like finding time to have quiet finding time to meditate, finding time to like, listen to my body and not be so busy. Yeah. I mean, I listen to a lot of other women's bodies. And mm-hmm. this is this opportunity. really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I can now I have something to juxtapose it to with my own experience again. And I feel like it is it's such a gift. It's a gift I would never necessarily have chosen. But it has been given to me and I'm receiving it, really trying to receive it in full light and full love and really honor and respect this fiery little human that was just damn determined to be here. Mm-hmm. And that too of like that, because the world is so crazy. And, you know, I've been saying this for the past two years is that these babies that are coming in right now, like they have, I feel that they have these pure intentions, you know, like we're all caught up in our like media circus and our daily go, go, go lives. And these babies are, you know, on global warming, all the thing, fear, fear, mm-hmm. fear, fear, fear. And these babies are coming in and they're like, but we're still coming. <laughs> like, we still want to be here. We believe that like we can heal, we can heal our differences we can heal our planet I really feel that that's like they're coming in with this like they're not afraid like we're giving we're giving them a shit show and they're like okay (laughs) sounds good I'm in I'm still coming I'll sign up for that wow right like I I don't know that I would renew my contract (laughs) at this period in time so like that too like so even more so, I want to do my best to like, I've, you know, making real peace with the fact that I am this vehicle for the soul and, yeah. and I'm not in charge that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they have, you know, they have their own will and their own force. And, and so many people that I know that have gotten pregnant by surprise recently too, mm. where they would not have chosen it. So that I think that too, these babies coming in. Just coming in, right? I know it's like a bunch of them were just sent in, like, okay, we need to build up the magic on earth. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're coming through. And you know, I felt what you're describing there of them coming through with their purity. And I again, I probably wasn't pregnant, so it's not like I necessarily felt a baby's um wisdom guiding me. Although I will say, I have actually been feeling a baby. Then that's been new for me too. Spirit about, babies are real. Like in my field, I've heard people talking about them. Like, ah. And then, I, I, yeah, it's not something I can pinpoint in words, but I've been feeling, I'm like, that is so weird. I don't know how to describe it. I just feel it. I'm like, huh, fascinating. And then I got thought I was pregnant. So I'm like, oh, I've been feeling it. It makes sense. Right. But anyways, what I was really trying to say was, um, um, you know, maybe I wasn't actually pregnant, <clears throat> probably not, but, but maybe prepping you. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I learned a lot and, and part of it was this, you know, the, you said being present and I, I don't know, I felt this crazy shift of like, oh, now I've got this 
major drive to be incredibly intentional with everything yes. and purposeful and so much more like grounded and present and drawn into my body of like and just present with everything I do and it, it was like this accountability that this baby was bringing me into and I was loving it I was so into it yeah. I was like uh, yeah, it, so that's what, you know, we've seen so many moms be invited into that you're invited into and have been before of like the baby, right? We hear this from moms and other times of their lives, like, oh, the baby, like, helped me turn around my life, right? They that's what be- my mom said. Yeah. I was the best un- unplanned, like, trajectory she could have ever been on yeah right the gifts that we get that we don't ask for or want or you know yeah don't even know if we want them but things right yeah and 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 yeah accepting (sighs) yeah oh big gift many layers in the gift sometimes it's like those gifts like you open one box there's another box and it's like more boxes in the boxes and Sometimes. I was thinking about that with my birth bag, like bags inside of bags. Inside of bags. <laughs> so it's like, and then if you go in that bag, then inside of there, if you open that one, then there's a, you know, you see the gloves and then there's, there's like a headlamp and there's all kinds of treasures in there. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you need. Yeah, exactly. Lots of treasures. And sometimes the treasures aren't fully seen or recognized until years later or time, right? It's like the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I see that in my own children now, right? Like they make me crazy sometimes, but I actually think that them making me crazy is to my benefit as well, because it really helps me reevaluate, look through a different lens. You know, we, we are all selfish creatures. There's just no denying that. Like we, and, and so having to be selfless, accepting the selfish parts, but also being selfless and realizing they're on their own trajectory too. Sometimes you just got to get out of their way, mm-hmm. let them do their magic. Mm-hmm. I've even had women, a woman in labor. She's like, oh yeah, every time I go into labor, I just, I just think, okay, you just got to get out of the baby's way so they can do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. Got to get out of my head. And I got to like, you know, it's going to be uncomfortable, but I just got to get out of the way. Yeah. And she, that woman had fast babies. <laughs> She had fast, fast babies. She really got out of the way. Ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Selfless. That piece can be hard. That's what my partner said. He's like, but honey, I'm too selfish. I'm like, no, me too. But we'll get to it'll, learn a different it'll, way it'll of teach, life. It'll teach you to be a little less selfish. <laughs> exactly. It'll just force you to figure it out. And I'm not out. saying I'm not selfish. I mean, I still, like I said, I need my nature. Like, I yes, need Man, this was good. I'm glad we let ourselves go here. Yeah, we got real personal. I even told Daniela that part of me is anxious about this conversation because, you know, as much as I'm really um, very open, especially in one-on-one situations, the whole public platform thing um, makes me feel a little bit shy and intimidated. And she had to even string me along for a while, even do podcasts. <laughs> um, and I'm glad that she did, but I do have, you know, there's this like private side that is, um, you know, it's that vulnerability being willing to be vulnerable to what anybody and everybody will say react. So with the reactions thing again, um, and, 
and just like letting it be like you can't control people's reactions but you also like it's really important to share stories and real stories that people can relate to um like this is my real life you're hearing like my real story of like coming to terms with you're hearing Daniela's real story with like being in the in-between space and like we're just normal people yeah having real life experiences with lots of convoluted emotions yeah <laughs> yeah and the pregnancy piece being with, with that we are women who sit with women in these spaces mm -hmm. um you know we can only speak to our through our own personal lens but that reality that like we hold this space for lots of women though it is not spoken about that much yeah and so thank <laughs> even you even in our circle seriously I wasn't gonna share about this like, I was like oh I'll tell Jamie just because like it's a fun story of whatever but and even though I knew this experience had value for myself I didn't really think it for some reason I sounds dumb saying it out loud but for some reason I didn't think it was like worthy of like sharing it on the podcast because I thought my story didn't have value if it didn't end up with me being pregnant because otherwise whatever it's just a late period or a long period right but thank you for inviting me to like share that it's like the conversation of the in-between is so valuable because it's regardless of the outcome that's not what it's about right there's growth yeah. there's growth yeah. So, right. so thanks for that invitation and thanks for being willing to share about your, <laughs> your roller coaster adventure too. <laughs> um, but that, that's it. Yep. Yes. And thank you guys for you've been listening for this whole time <laughs> to yeah. our like ramblings of, um, of all the unknown and yeah, mm -hmm. life, universe, and everything in between. Totally. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, as always, we'd love to hear your feedback or share your in-between story. The in-between. Is that the Twilight song? That's a Twilight song. Dun, dun. No, that's that's Jeopardy. Okay. <laughs> okay. If you know the Twilight song, you can join us. Sing it, sing it for our uh, theme song opening. Maybe Whoa. we'll have to do. Maybe we'll have a theme song opening. You'll you guys will start this, and then you'll hear at the end us being like, "Yeah, we're gonna have an opening." <laughs> and you're like, Why is it starting with the Twilight song? Oh my goodness. Well, we need an opening after two years of doing this. <laughs> Maybe it'll be the Twilight Zone. <laughs> I don't know how much I would love that. I love the twilight zone i mean not this twilight zone i mean like the actual show yeah, yeah, yeah. the actual yeah. show and and maybe a little bit of this one too i kind of love this one. Yeah. <laughs> hope you guys love it too yes All right much aloha